I thought it was very interesting. I wasn't sure what was going to happen when we opened the incubator. But clearly, Pi's interest in these chicks was as a protector. Hello and welcome to Notes from the Bee Yard. You're listening to episode 31, Mr. Mom Chicken Dog. You don't have to be a biological mom or dad to feel drawn to nurture and protect. Today's episode is a light one. It's about a curly-haired dog named Pi who took on the protection of a brood of chicks. But more than that, it's about tone. A number of you have commented on the warmth and the depth of Tom's voice. I hear that, I feel it, especially in this episode. And I love hearing how he talks about Pi and Jiggers and how he says the word home. My name is Laura Tyler. I'm your producer and host. This is episode 31, Mr. Mom Chicken Dog, written by Tom Theobald in 1991 and read by Tom in 2021. Pi is a medium-sized dog. He's white, black ears, and two random black spots. One on his side, and one at the base of his tail. When his curly fur is long, he looks like a small sheep. Pi is a cockapoo, crossed between a poodle and a cocker spaniel. In another home, he might have led a life of leisure, clean and fluffed and neatly coiffured, perhaps with a bow in his hair, and maybe even a rhinestone collar, a house dog, a lap dog. Tough luck, Pi. With us, Pi leads an outdoor life. In the warmer months particularly, he goes with me nearly every day, returning in the evening with burrs in his coat, mud on his feet, smelling of ditch water. Down the country roads he goes, perched on the toolbox as he peers over the cab of the truck, long ears streaming back in the breeze. Little does he know of the easy life he might have had, and he loves it. There is nothing worse around a farm than a chicken-killing dog, and once started, it is often difficult to break them of the habit. We have always taken care to introduce our dogs to the chickens at an early age. With the help of Jiggers, our Australian shepherd, Pi soon learned the routine, and by his first spring he was safe to leave around the chickens without supervision. Then I began to notice that the egg production was dropping off. At first, I thought the hens had established a hidden nest somewhere and were accumulating a mutual clutch. But then one afternoon, as I went out to feed, I noticed Pie slipping quietly from the chicken yard and egg held tenderly in his jaws. A bad habit, second only to chicken killing, an egg sucker. 
I scolded Pye and watched him closely over the next two weeks, reprimanding him whenever he showed an interest in the eggs. But he just went underground and the eggs continued to disappear. Something had to give, so I prepared a little treat for Pye. The next day, I kept the chickens in. That afternoon, I collected the eggs and left a single one, liberally injected with liquid cayenne pepper. As I watched from a distance, Pye slipped out of the chicken yard thinking he was unobserved. He brought his prize up front, and as we watched from the house, he proceeded to eat it on the front sidewalk with apparent relish. Darn, I thought. It didn't even faze him. In fact, he seemed to enjoy it. Pie didn't show any discomfort from his spicy meal, and I thought the remedy had been a failure. But over the next several days, the egg production came back up again. To my knowledge, Pie never showed a taste for eggs again. When Pie was about two, the chicken population had begun to dwindle, and rather than let nature take its course, we decided to incubate a batch of eggs. We hadn't done this before and thought we might learn something in the process. As is so often the case, we learned some things we didn't anticipate. Most of these had to do with pie. We kept the incubator in the living room, where it was convenient to tend. Several times a day we would open the incubator to turn the eggs or add water for humidity, and Pi took a special interest in this new piece of furniture and the activity surrounding it. As the days went by, I began to notice Pi from time to time, sitting by the incubator with his head cocked, peering into the little window in the top. As hatching day arrived, Pi could hear the little peeps inside the eggs long before we could, and his curiosity rose. He parked himself by the incubator and would not leave. I recalled Pi's earlier taste for eggs and worried that we might have another problem to deal with. But to our surprise, his interest was fatherly rather than dietary. When the chicks had hatched and dried, we opened the incubator and Pi was obviously puzzled by the transformation from eggs to downy chicks. He nosed and sniffed each chick as he tried to reason out what all this meant. When we began taking the chicks out into the front yard so they could peck and exercise, Pio was always close by. He shadowed the chicks constantly, and when they were pecking contentedly in a group, he would lie down with paws crossed to watch intently. If one of the other dogs came near, Pi would position himself between them and his little charges. If a chick strayed, he would gently nose it back into the group before lying down again, and we would leave the chicks for a half hour at a time, confident that they were well cared for. Even when the chicks were old enough to join the rest of the flock, Pi waited patiently at the door each morning, waiting for me to do the chores. 
He would follow along to the chicken yard to check on his brood, and during the day could often be found with them somewhere around the yard. Only when they matured and began to look like the rest of the chickens did he lose interest. Poor Pie had a rude awakening the following spring as I went out to feed the chickens one morning. A hen had appeared with a batch of chicks hatched in some secret spot. As I threw out the scratch, I saw in the corner of my eye a white blur closely followed by an irate mother hen. Pie had seen the chicks and thought, oh boy, more chicks for me to watch. But the hen was having none of it. As Pie passed, he shot me a look, confused, perplexed, a little hurt, but he never broke stride as the hen ran him all the way to the front yard. That was the end of Pie's role as a surrogate hen. We haven't incubated any eggs since. It was a touching episode while it lasted, though. Now if I can just break these chickens of chasing cars and barking at strangers. Tell me about Pi. What was Pi like? He was a good dog. He had a, a game heart. He didn't like to get his feet wet. He didn't like to swim. And if I had finished working the bees and threw a stick out into an irrigation ditch, Jiggers was right after it, and he'd bring it back up to the shore. Pie would be there, and he would grab that stick, and he would bring me the stick. <laughs> like he'd gone out and gotten it himself. He, he had a lot of heart. He tried to fit in, but he really, uh, he really wasn't a complete outdoor dog, as I said earlier. He was a lap dog. Yeah. But we turned him into an outdoor dog, and, and he liked most of it. But uh, he was a little cautious about some of the things, like getting too wet and things like that. You injected cayenne pepper into the eggs. Tom, where'd you get that idea? I don't think that was original with me. I think that's been done by many farmers over the years to try to discourage that. And to the benefit of pie, he didn't know that he was doing something wrong. He'd found something that tasted good and he liked to eat them. And he needed a little more training. And the training came in the form of the egg laced with cayenne pepper. And it sounds like you weren't sure it even worked at first. Well, he didn't seem to be offended by a cayenne pepper egg. It didn't seem to slow him a bit. When he was eating it on the front sidewalk. But as far as I know, that was the last egg he ate. So here's a piece that I liked a lot. So you say, uh, with the help of Jiggers, Pi soon learned the routine. And by the first spring, he was safe to leave around the chickens without supervision. Were you able to watch Jiggers showing Pi how to behave around the other animals? Well, I didn't have to watch. Pi was the one that watched. Pi watched how Jiggers behaved around the chickens, 
and his objective was to fit in. Jiggers was the alpha dog, and Pie watched how Jiggers acted around the chickens, and he mimicked that. How did Jiggers behave around the chickens? He was pretty much indifferent. He'd been around chickens since he was a puppy, and he didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the chickens. What makes you want to talk about Pi's role as a fatherhood role with the baby I thought it was very interesting. I wasn't sure what was going to happen when we opened the incubator. But clearly, Pi's interest in these chicks was as a protector. You know, he might have been a larger, he might have been a sheepdog and protected the sheep. In Pi's case, it was chicks. He was the protector of those chicks. And then it's a little bit poignant when the chicks grow up and he just kind of loses interest. Well, see? he didn't lose interest, but I think that the uh, the chicks were no longer chicks. They were just more chickens. Anything else you want to say, Tom, that you were able to take away about fatherhood by watching Pi? Not really. It doesn't matter whether it's my, my daughter or my chickens or my dogs. I love them all. Thank you for listening to Notes from the Bee Yard. We'll be back in two weeks with episode 32 on Friday, May 20th at noon. In the meantime, hop on over to notesfromthebeeyard.buzz and subscribe.